What's up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for October 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Big show today. I say that a lot, but we have Philly's playoff game. We have a 5-0 Eagles team. Philadelphia is the king of the sports world right now, so let's get right into it. And good win for the Eagles, 23-14. I'm glad and I'm okay with losing uh, our bet officially. Uh, I did think the game would be close, and it was close, don't get me wrong, but I I think what happened was, and especially that drive right before halftime, and basically they just dominated and said, we're better than you, and you know it. And sure enough, just went right down the field, took it in, and completely changed the complexity of that game because if not, you got the Rams getting the ball with the lead, so it was just the the Eagles saying, okay, we are the better team. Let's go show it. Uh, not for you wrestling fans out there, not too far off from what MJF does. I'm better than you, and you know it, and that's what the Eagles did. And then from there, the floodgates just opened. Jalen Carter is just a beast, 100% a beast. Like There's no other way to do it. Uh, hands down, the most complete game the Eagles had this year, um, but all I mean, special teams were were okay. Nothing special, but Covey did not um, didn't really break out. But that's okay. They didn't really need him to. Defensively, I'm very very pleased with the adjustment that Desai made. Uh, that that first, it looked a little iffy there when Stafford drove them right down the field, but he made the adjustments on the fly, and that defensive line just it just imposed its will on the Rams. And considering the the receivers that the Rams had, I, I'm, I think the secondary did a decent job, especially being beat up. I still think there is a move coming somewhere along the line from Howie for this. Uh, but great overall defensive scheme. And I, I'm very pleased with the adjustments that Desai made. And that was sort of one of the questions that uh, – Minus the Super Bowl, Jonathan Gannon did used to be a pretty good game day making adjustments on defense. Um, Desai really just, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Offensively, same thing. Very balanced attack. They they kind of kept the Rams guessing. It was good to see Jalen kind of turn it loose and, and be able to run. And that man, he's just a strong dude. That one hit on the one scramble where most quarterbacks would have fallen right over, but you could tell like his strong foundation. Um, AJ Brown uh, is is if Jalen Carter is a beast, AJ Brown is whatever is bigger than a beast. He just was outstanding and just it reminds me a lot of prime to in that 04 season and just the way he's like runs after the catch and just actually like is able to put hits on uh defensive backs coming at him so he is a, a just a outstanding beast uh good to see goddard get involved i, I thought that that it would be something that they tried to do so good to see him have a game um and just a shout out to the crowd that went out there too. It was basically 50 50. Um, could have been even more in favor of the Eagles, but Jalen Carter even said that at one point the Rams had to make adjustments to their uh, snap counts because the crowd was so loud uh, for the Eagles. Uh, and it's just amazing that the Eagles travel that well. And it's kind of depressing for LA that, and again, it's LA. So whatever, but that that's able to happen. And it, it seems like it happens a lot for both them and the Chargers. But, 
hey, kudos to Eagles fans for traveling out there and just being your typical normal self. Uh, if I had to pick something to, to complain about, uh, still not consistent enough where I want to see them in the red zone uh, and being able to actually take the the uh, just score touchdowns. Uh, they're settling for field goals a lot, and then the the interception was not good. Uh, I see what he was doing, but it's kind of one of those things you don't want to go. If had he lofted a little higher, it would have been right there for AJ. But again, I feel like right now against the teams you're playing is the time to get that situated out. Uh, it does appear like nitpicky, but when you start playing better teams, that's going to come back to haunt you. So now 5-0, and one of two teams in the league, the 49ers being the other. More on that in a second. But Jets next week, uh, and the Jets have never beaten the Eagles. Uh, eventually, it's going to have to have happen, but just I, hopefully not this week. Uh, but we'll get more into that as we get closer to Sunday. But overall, good win for the Birds. Uh, 23-14, by far their most complete game. And I think at this point, I wasn't comfortable being a 4-0 team. I also, now that we're 5-0 and and seeing the way they played, I'm feeling my... my fears are a little bit more calm now uh especially because they played yesterday that's like the team you expected them to be and and do every time so good win uh further even making it better the fact that the cowboys got crushed and i i I was sitting on that all week and i i I was going to bring it up and just week between the phillies and everything i didn't do it there's a lot of chatter this week or last week about whether or not we should be rooting for the Cowboys or the 49ers. And I, I, there are, there's one camp that says now you got a two-game lead in the division, which is good. Um, and, and, and again, I'll take that because winning the division gets you at least one home game. But when you have Super Bowl aspirations and you know how rocking the link can get – you're not worried about a third seed or a fourth seed. You're worried about a one seed. And I, I think a lot of people are like, I can't root for the Cowboys. I, blah, blah. And yes, it worked out well. Now we have a two-game lead in the division, but it would have been nice to have a one-game lead for the number one seed because ultimately, by the way, the NFC is shaping out. It's going to be between us and the 49ers for that one seed. And to go in there and have a one-game lead with a game that, we, we, we play them in a game later this year would have been nice. And and I feel like I'm going to come off preachy, but Eagles fans, we need to be better. That whole, oh, I can't root for the Cowboys no matter what, blah, blah, blah. That's a loser mentality. We're not that franchise anymore. The Cowboys are trying to be us. So if it helps the Eagles out in the long run, sure, I'll root for them to win. And the, I have no shame in my game even admitting that. I would have rather see them beat the 49ers and deal with all the cockroaches coming out of the woodwork saying, we beat the 49ers. And it's like, okay, great. Thank you. That helps us out. Uh, because when it comes time to the end of the season, the Cowboys will not be there. Uh, Dak Prescott looks terrible. I, I'm, I'm sure at some point... They're, they're, they're going to start clamoring more for Trey Lance, and I'm not concerned with the Cowboys. And it, it would have been I would have dealt with the cockroaches coming out for a week to talk all their trash if it puts the Eagles in a more beneficial position. So that's my stance on that. 
Look, I'll take the two-game lead in the division right now. I'm not going to complain about that. But we got to, like, let's get out of that. I talked so much last year about old Philly versus new Philly, and that's such an old Philly mindset. Oh, I can't. No. We have, we're America's team now. Not the Cowboys. We're America's team. They are trying to be us. So just keep that in mind. But, hey, it, it, it is fun to see them get destroyed like that, though. I'm not going to lie. All right. Be sure, because with the Cowboys getting destroyed that, that like that and the Giants to play in the way they did, uh, Washington getting destroyed the way they did, Clashing Conferences podcast is going to be a very, very fun time. Uh, so be sure to check that out. My buddy's over there at the Clashing Conferences podcast, wherever you get your podcasts as well on YouTube. All right, Phillies. And I, I'm pumped for this game. I think they won the Ranger Suarez game, which is huge. Now you have Wheeler going on the mound. And listen, it's kind of like a nothing-to-lose situation for the Phillies because all they needed to do was go and take one. Now they're playing with house money. And the way Wheeler's a better pitcher on the road, he, he, can, he was dominant the last time out. So, and I think the the Braves are going to start getting a little tight. And the fact that they've already mentioned about the layoff and, and being rusty and things like that, and even though they tried to simulate scrimmages, it's going to be it's going to be fun. And it's not like the crowd's going to be rocking for for the Braves. So I think the Phillies could actually pull this off. I mean, the Rangers went into Baltimore, and that atmosphere was rocking, and they they took two games there. Um, the Diamondbacks. Uh, Stole the first game and with the Dodgers, so they have that. Um, but the the Twins beat the Braves, like so, it, or Twins beat the the Astros, so it, it can be done. And like I just can see them going in, taking on Max Fried starting his first playoff game. Like I said, it's they need to jump on them early. And again, know that you're playing with house money. You're coming home for on Wednesday, uh, so let's uh, let's try to close it out. At this point, I don't see them going back to Atlanta, and I think Atlanta knows that, and I think that's going to make them even more tighter. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that game. I'm so glad it's at six instead of eight, so I can get some rest and uh, kind of recover from all the excitement of all the games this weekend. But celebrate the Birds win by going to phillygoat.com. They have all kinds of Eagles, Kelly Green stuff, uh, all kinds of fun designs. And really, they've been so focused on the Phillies, they haven't really come out with new uh, Eagles gear yet. Uh, But it's just a matter of time. So go get the the fly Kelly Green shirt. Uh, They have all like the... uh, eagles and they have hats and you, you name it they have it go to phillygoat.com use the promo code jim montgomery buy a philly shirt while you're there too why not um it's just like i said philly right now is the center of the sports world so go celebrate by going to phillygoat.com and using that promo code jim montgomery for 10 percent off of your order all right sixers did lose to the celtics in preseason I was watching with my son he was very pumped now that uh Basketball is back, but no Harden or Embiid, and still no really word on uh, trade. But I, I do think that uh, behind the scenes, everything I'm seeing is the the Clippers are really working to get something done. So we'll see. And I think the sooner that this whole situation gets resolved, the better. Uh, but today, it's going to be all about Flyers here from for the rest of the time. So all my hockey guys out there, here you go. This one's for you. 
And today, first, we're going to go back to 1983. And on this day, 1983, the Flyers opened their season with their third straight win. They would actually win their first five before uh, losing with a 7-1 to win over the Penguins. Bill Barber and Tim Kerr each scored two goals. Barber's first goal gave them a 2-0 lead, and it was the 400th of his career. He was the first flyer and only flyer at this point to ever score 400, and at the time, he was the 19th person to ever score uh, 400 goals. He still holds the flyer's record for goals with 420. Uh, He retired after that year, after 13 years in the league and two Stanley Cups. He's currently number 92 all-time on the the all-time goals list. Uh, That year, the Flyers did lose in the first round, but the next year, they went on that magical run where Pelly Lindbergh just put them on his back and won the the Conn Smythe Trophy. I'm sorry, he did not win the Conn Smythe Trophy. He won the Venzna Trophy that year. Uh, But... Just uh, all around, like this was like kind of the changing of the guard for the Flyers. But on this day, it was the Flyers beating the Penguins seven to one. Bill Barber scoring his 400th career goal, becoming the first Flyer to ever do that in the 19th all time in the history of the league. Sticking with the Flyers theme, we're going to focus, do our, or go back to our focus on the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame as we get geared up for the induction in November. Uh, if you want more information on how you can help the Hall out or past inductees, go to phillyhall.org. If you want information on this year's induction class, ticket information on how to attend the ceremony, or information on their 20 for 20 that they're doing, Go to PhiladelphiaSportsHallOfFame.org. It's two separate sites. Uh, one's focused primarily on this year. The other is more of the the past, the the, uh, the former inductees, how you can volunteer. And again, it's not just money. Uh, it's whatever you can do, time, research. If you're good with staging things, uh, they're always looking for different things up there. At Spikes, uh, they're working on a couple things for Larry Boa and... Uh, I forget the other guy they're working on. Oh, Larry Boa and Dick Vermeil. Uh, so be sure to to check it out. And if you know anything about how to, to stage and, and museum type stuff, so give them a, uh, a holler. Also, check out Back to the Future. Uh, we're refocusing on that interview I did with Ken Avalon, the president and co-founder, one of the co-founders of the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's available wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Back to the Future with a PH. But today, we are going to celebrate a 2023 inductee into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame, and that is Joe Watson of the Flyers. He is the original Flyer. He was drafted in the 67 expansion draft, played 11 seasons as a defenseman. He was a two-time All-Star, won the two-time Stanley Cups, and then just spent the rest of his career in the Flyers organization. 54 years uh, as an assistant coach, a scout, worked in sales, involved with the Flyers alumni. Just really like everybody pictures like Bobby Clark as Mr. Flyer, but Joe Watson was the first and really just gave his time and, and committed his life to the Flyers. Um, he scored a shorthanded goal against the Soviet Red Army team in 1976, which is ironic because he was not a goal scorer. Um, so that was a pretty cool when they would play the, the Soviet Red team. Uh, played 746 games total as a flyer. That is sixth all time. 
He actually was responsible for establishing the, the Flyers alumni team in 1984. They used to actually play um, hockey games. And the I remember the it was the big deal with the, the game at Citizens Bank Park when Eric Lindros came back and played on the same line with Bobby Clark. Uh, they kind of buried their hatchet. Um, and at his retirement, uh, he was first in games played as a defenseman. Uh, he was first in game-winning assist. Remember, he wasn't a goal scorer. Second in assist, assists, second in points, third in goals, third in plus-minus, and third in game-winning goals. Um, and remember, this is all just for a defenseman. Uh, he was elected into the Flyers Hall of Fame in 1996. He is in the British Columbia Sports Hall of Fame as well as the British Columbia Hockey Hall of Fame. But uh, we know him as the original Flyer, the the first guy really to to be drafted of the Flyers when they were uh, one of part of the next six expansion teams that they did, uh, and just committed completely committed his life to the Flyers organization. So shout out to you, Joe Watson, the original Flyer, for just your commitment to the team over the years and for your induction into the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Like I said, go to the websites for more on Joe Watson and the other inductees, uh, as well as the 20 for 20 they're doing. On this day back in 1983, it was the Flyers beating the Penguins 7-1. to Bill Barber with two goals, and that put him at 401 for his career, becoming the first Flyer to ever go over 400 goals. Big, big game tonight. I just you could just break the Braves' backs tonight, and it would be I would love nothing more. And and we've talked a lot about how this rivalry has really heated up, and it's taken the place of the Mets, almost in my opinion, as the most hated rival for the Phils. So to be able to just break their backs and break their spirit, and just treat that all 150 people that are going to be in the crowd tonight and just watch them cry it's going to be great big win for the eagles best game of the season so far i I think there's nowhere to go but up from here um always good to see dallas lose too but i would have rather seen them win to help us out in the overall seating remember we need to have that winning mentality this is new philly new philly different mindsets let's go we are winners we're going to do this i feel like this is a daily affirmation with Stuart smalley but you're good enough you're smart enough and doggone it philly fans people are starting to like you uh but all in good fun let's go big game tonight it's going to be a chilly one here in the area this has been this day in philly sports history i'm jim montgomery go have yourselves a monday and until next time go phils